Welcome to The Positive Sip, stories about life, leadership, and Mississippi. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Hyatt. This episode, you'll hear a special Mississippi story and my reflections on leadership. So let's begin. We're so excited today to have a very special Mississippi story from Camille Scales Young. Camille is a bulldog at heart, a lifelong Mississippian, past MSU alumni, national board chair, and so many things to Mississippi State. She's also the mom to two current bulldogs. And Camille, I'm so excited to have you with me today on The Positive Sip. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate you considering me. Well, today I want to start by saying you obviously are a Mississippian. You have lived here, grown up here. I'd love for you to tell our listeners about your hometown and what that place and space has meant to you in your life. Okay, sure. I am from Lee County, born and raised in Lee County. I grew up in a town called Shannon, a very small town south of Tupelo. And to be exact, I'm from Greater Shannon, if that gives you an idea of how small and how rural my community is. Um, Lived there my entire life until I came to Mississippi State in the fall of 1990. And I went straight through to graduate school, finishing up in 1996. And I moved to Jackson for my first job after college. And I've been in the Jackson area since then. I live in Gluckstadt now, just another small community outside of Madison, which is north of Jackson. And I have had the commitment to live in Mississippi and work in Mississippi and make Mississippi the best that she can be. I've had, like many other people, opportunities to leave the state, but I have made a conscious decision to stay here and do all I can for Mississippi so that hopefully my three children will choose to live and work in Mississippi too. I love that. So you have provided leadership in your life and in your career in all kinds of contexts, in your family, in your work, at Mississippi State, in your communities that you've lived in. What is it that you believe about leadership? I think leadership is a responsibility. I think it is something that we have innately. It is, for some people, a God-given ability. Uh, For some people, it is a learned capacity. But I believe leadership is something that we have a responsibility for. We have a responsibility for participation. We have a responsibility for service. And leadership comes as a result of having an opportunity to be a part of something, but also having a desire to be more than just a participant. Yeah, I I believe that too. And you are uniquely positioned in the work that you do every single day, that you're working with people with a variety of political and ideological perspectives. And so how do you, in the space that you occupy, how do you bring people together with different views and perspectives around common goals to create positive outcomes for Mississippi? People find it very um, either amusing or intriguing that I say my work has become a lot more political. They assume that it has always been political, and it has to some degree, but it has become increasingly more divisive and partisan. So in order to achieve the goals for Mississippi State University or any of my other clients, 
You have to have relationships. You have to build camaraderie. You have to have a respect, a respect for the people who are carrying out the process. But you also have to have a very healthy respect for the process. It's not always pretty, but democracy works, whether in Mississippi or in the United States, democracy works. And one of the things that I really strive to do is to make sure that I am fully aware of whatever the issues are. I like to know my side of an issue, but I also like to know the opposite side so that when I am talking to members of the legislature or municipal leaders or county leaders, if I'm talking to them about my issue, I want to try to convince them that my issue is the most important and that it is the correct issue, but I also want them to know what someone else would say. If someone comes behind me and says, no, I would like for you to support this, I would rather tell them that myself. I like to know all sides of an issue. I like to know the pros and the cons so that people are not blindsided. And I think that people on both sides of the aisle respect the work that I put into all of my efforts. I think they know that my honesty is something that they can count on because in my line of work, you only get one chance to establish your reputation. And I think people know that I'm going to be honest, that I am trustworthy, and that I just work hard. I try hard. And I think people on all sides of the aisle from all ideologies can respect the fact that when you put effort into something, it means something to them. Yeah. And I I really appreciate your comment about the importance of relationships and building those relationships and having those relationships built on a foundation of trust and reputation. I think that's really important. And as we think about working with college students, particularly, I I think that's really an important piece of our educating students is how do you build relationships and how do you build that trust among others so that you can get work done? Right, right. So one of the things that the Positive SIP is hoping to create is an environment of motivation and positive thinking around Mississippi and all of the things that we have going on here. How do you stay motivated? And how do you share that motivation with yourself and others? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. How do I stay motivated? Um, Most days I am, but there are some days that I'm not. (laughs) There are some really tough days, especially during the legislative session as we're nearing some of the big committee deadlines when I do have a tough time motivating myself. But I think I stay motivated because of the end goal. The end goal is something that's always at the top of my mind, whether it is having a particular bill passed in the legislature, whether it is a specific dollar amount and budget request, or whether it is a project's completion in my volunteer service. Having the end goal is always top of mind for me. And knowing that people are depending on me keeps me encouraged as well. But more than anything, it's just something inside of me. I like to always do my best and be my best. And also now that my husband and I have children, we're setting an example for them. And I think letting them see mom works hard, dad works hard, and we do it all the time. It's not just what's in front of other people. Do your best at all times. And I think that encourages me as well. And also my parents just always taught me, do your best absolutely do your best. I grew up as a 4-H member and one of our mottos is 
to make the best better. So give your best and keep working hard to make that best better. I love that. And 4-H is one of those experiences that I know really helps build leadership and leadership capacity for kids in high school and, and even into college. And I know as a student at Mississippi State, Camille, you were really involved. You are a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. You were involved in student government, lots of other things while you were a student here. Mm-hmm. What were some of those nuggets that you learned through your student involvement that you think have helped you in your career? Oh, gosh, so many things. How do I narrow it down? I think I'll start with my time working at The Reflector from the time that I was just a regular staff reporter until I finished my term as editorial page editor, as it was then called when I was a student here, putting in lots of hours as we put out the reflector. I mean, lots and lots of hours. There were times when my sorority sisters were hanging out and doing fun things and strolling across the yard or doing all the things that regular college students do. And I was over in the student media center and I was working at the reflector, but I'd made a commitment. And not only was it my job, but it was my responsibility to the students at Mississippi State for them to have a quality newspaper production. And it was expected when they walked to the newspaper bin, they expected to be able to pick up a reflector with accurate information and with great presentation. So I learned a great work ethic working at the reflector. I learned a lot of people skills in the sorority. AKA taught me a lot about how to build relationships because everybody comes into the sorority with different backgrounds, with different experiences, but you come in and you try to work toward a common goal. Very similar to what we do in the legislature now. Everybody has their different backgrounds. Everybody has their different experiences, what they believe in, what's important to them. But when you're working toward a common goal, it is easier to be productive. And I learned a lot of those skills in the sorority here at Mississippi State, but also continued in my sorority service in my graduate chapter in Jackson right now. And then also I was in collegiate 4-H. I continued my time from 4-H in Lee County all the way through collegiate 4-H and just the service components of 4-H, learning things that helped me with skills that I have to have now. Anyone who has been an active 4-H'er knows what a record book is. And I had to do record books throughout 4-H and it taught me a lot about time management It taught me a lot about note-taking. It taught me a lot about planning and keeping up with those plans. And so the time that I spent as a 4-H'er all the way through collegiate 4-H, I took a lot of those skills into my current career, and it helped me to, to be the professional that I think I am today. I love that. So you mentioned a quote from 4-H that has stuck with you in your life. Is there a favorite quote or a mantra that you say to yourself or think about often that really resonates for you? There is something. The 4-H quote, to make the best better is one. But also, my faith is very important to me. And to whom much is given, much is required is very, very important to me. My parents have stressed that for my entire life. And it's not necessarily material things. It is capabilities. It is talent. It is health. It is relationship building. It's the gift of hospitality. It's the gift of so many things that I believe are truly God-given to individuals. 
to use those things to be a blessing to other people. And that's something that I strive to do every day is to try to make sure that I'm a blessing to someone else, whether it's a big grand gesture or something very small. I love that. Thank you. So Mississippi is a special place. I am not a Mississippian, but have... But you got here as quick I as you could. I got here as quick as I could. <laughs> I, I tell people, uh, my friends that live in other places all the time, that this is a special place. Do you think that's true? And what do you think makes Mississippi unique and special? I absolutely think Mississippi is very unique. It's very special. It's an amazing place. And it's because of the people. It is because of the people in Greater Shannon. It's because of the people in Gluckstadt or in the Gulf Coast or in the Delta or the Pine Woods of Meridian area. I mean, all over the state of Mississippi, we have wonderful people who truly love this state and love each other. Now, do we fight? Do we fuss? Do we battle? Absolutely. But where the rubber meets the road is where we come to support each other. It's where we are there when people need each other. And it's where we are able to put aside some of the things that make us so different and diverse to work for the common good. And that's the love that we have for each other, the support in our communities. On my drive up this morning, I've past a high school football team, and I'm assuming they were headed to Jackson to, <laughs> to um, play in a state championship. But before I made it to Louisville, I saw several people on the side of the road, and they were standing out with pom-poms, and I thought, well, that's odd on a Friday morning. What's <laughs> going on? But it, I'm pretty sure they were there to just support that football team as they were driving down Highway 25 headed to Jackson. So after I passed those people and then when I ran into the football team, it all made sense. That's an example of Mississippi. That's an example of true love and support that Mississippians have for each other. And it's special. It's unique. It's not everywhere. I agree. I completely agree. And what a great example of those relationships and the uniqueness of the care and concern that I think so many Mississippians share with each other. Camille, thank you for being a blessing, a blessing to Mississippi State, certainly a blessing to the communities that I know that you serve in, and a blessing to me personally. You have been a wonderful colleague and supportive counselor and friend, and so I really appreciate that. Thanks for being on The Positive Sip. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for doing this. Not often do we find people who are willing to talk about the goodness and the greatness of Mississippi. So thank you for doing this. Well, we appreciate your time today and we'll look forward to continuing to do good work together. Thanks, Camille. Thank you. today's reflection on leadership, I wanted to ask a very central question, something that comes up often in leadership studies. And that question is, are leaders born or made? In the earlier conversation that Camille and I were having, she talked about it in the context of gifts or talents that we have innately versus the things that we learn over time as we're in different roles. I recently read an article 
in Psychology Today by Dr. Ronald Riggio. And this article is about the 100 years of research on effective leadership. The number one question is, are leaders born or made? And his answer, based in the literature and reflection of the research around leadership, is that it's both, but that leaders are mostly made. I think this is a really important point to make because we often have notions about leadership that it has to look or sound a certain way. Certainly, there are gifts and talents that maybe are innate to us. One of those is charisma, or perhaps you might call it extraversion. Charisma and extraversion are not required for leadership. Other things like intelligence and athleticism, these may be traits that we're born with. But there are many other traits that we develop and that are developed in us unintentionally through our environments as we're growing up that also contribute to our leadership. My position on this question is that we all have the capacity for leadership. And importantly, that we all have the ability to learn how to become an effective leader in a variety of different environments. We do this over time through experiences that we have in our families, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in school, and in a variety of ways, even with our friends. We develop it by learning from other people who we see in leadership roles that we think we may want to emulate. We develop it by trying to improve ourselves. We develop it by reading, by listening, by doing research, by investigating how other people lead. And we develop leadership by doing, by being in the moment and having to step up and to provide leadership. As you think about the question, are leaders born or made? Really try to think about the various traits that you think are important for a leader to have. And then think about those traits and how they can be developed versus assuming that those traits are something that you're just born with. The truth is, I think that leadership can absolutely be learned and that we have the capacity to learn how to be the most effective leader possible in the moment. Thank you for joining us on The Positive Sip. We hope you'll be listening again for our next episode. The Positive Sip is produced and edited by Flora Dido, Carson Brantley, and Katie Corbett. 